Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to The Scarb Show. I am your host, Andrew Scarborough. You are tuned in live from Salt Lake City, and we are about to have some fun. We have a lot to talk about today, so stick around, have fun, sit back, relax, and let's get to it, baby. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody. I am your host, Andrew Scarborough. We are back. We are live. And sorry about the delay on the podcast. It's been a couple busy weeks for me, so I haven't had much time to get to it. But we are here now. We are ready. We're doing it. Let's go. Uh, Current date today is May 23rd, 2023. And summer is right upon us. It's getting warmer. The weather is nice lately. We've had a couple rainstorms here in Salt Lake, but not too crazy, honestly. But I always consider June the beginning of summer. So, you know, we're right around the corner here. So let's get right into it with this podcast. We are going to start off in the NBA, as a lot of the times we do, because the NBA has had a lot of news come out the last couple of weeks. And I want to talk about some things that have been happening in the NBA, specifically to start the one of the great NBA players has now just announced his retirement from the NBA, and that is future Hall of Famer, Carmelo Anthony. He is now officially retired yesterday, and this is bittersweet for Carmelo. He had a couple good last years. I mean, ended his career with the Lakers, uh, pairing up with LeBron, who he competed against and who he also went into the draft with as uh, the same draft. LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony were in the same draft. And they competed for a lot of years against each other. And then the last couple years, uh, Carmelo's Anthony's career started to take a uh, end, it seemed like, as he couldn't really stay on a team or get on teams. Um, he took that one-year absence a couple years ago. And he and eventually ended up on the Lakers on his last season and paired up with his longtime rival, LeBron James. So it's a great storybook ending to his career. Obviously, he's a family man, and he is looking to groom the next generation of the Anthonys. And one of the players I grew up watching, so it's bittersweet. My childhood is coming to an end. And, I mean, one of the great players, he's sure to be a soon-to-be Hall of Famer, of course. One of the best scorers in NBA history, especially when he was on the Knicks. He had that one game where he scraped. He, he scored straight buckets, had 63 points, no assists, no rebounds, no nothing, straight buckets. So one of the great scorers and one of the great players for the New York Knicks in franchise history. So congrats to Carmelo Anthony for the, the retirement, and I hope it goes all well for him. Speaking of retirement, the Lakers just lost yesterday in the Western Conference Finals which means the Denver Nuggets, for the first time ever, will be heading to the NBA Finals, and I love it. I love, I, I'm love. i rooting for the Nuggets now. Obviously, I'm a jazz man, which makes you think, why would you root for the Nuggets? Well, I root for the Nuggets because, one, I'm a big Denver guy, so I, I see myself possibly moving there one day. Second off, man, I want a different winner this time. The Heat, the Celtics, and the Lakers have all got championships. The Lakers and Celtics having the two most in NBA history. So I want to see a different winner. I love the Nuggets. I, I Jamal Murray is a beast. Of course, Nikola Jokic is having an MVP season. Should have won the NBA MVP 
over Joel Embiid, but dude's been killing it. Dude's been carrying the team. So I'm happy to see that the Nuggets are in the NBA Finals. It's going to be a good series, whoever they play up next, um, which will happen tonight against the Celtics and the Heat. The Heat are up 3-0 on the Celtics, so they could move on to the NBA Finals tonight with a win and a sweep against the Boston Celtics. So we'll see what happens there tonight. But getting back to what I was saying about retiring, as you know, the Nuggets did beat the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. They swept the Lakers to get to the Finals. And the legendary LeBron James, who I mentioned earlier, is considering retirement, which is a huge shocker because, I mean, LeBron's, what, 38 years old now? So he's getting up in that age now, but he said he wasn't going to, he wanted, his one goal was to play on the same floor as his kid, Bronny James, who just committed to USC a couple weeks ago. So he could be entering the NBA draft here in about two years. So, which is, this is why it's surprising because LeBron's still playing at an MVP level, still carrying teams. I mean, he did get swept by the Nuggets, but he carried that Laker team to the playoffs this year, no doubt about it. But I hope he doesn't retire. I mean, he said he's considering retirement after the loss yesterday, but I honestly doubt it. I think this is just a scare tactic towards the Lakers. Like, listen, hey, if you guys don't, you know, add some pieces, then I don't think I want to be here next year because what you gave me this year was some great pieces, but not pieces enough to win a championship. Obviously, they have to figure out what to do with Anthony Davis. They did acquire D'Angelo Russell, who was great in the regular season for him, but flamed out in the playoffs. So obviously LeBron's looking for some more talent around him, and specifically he is looking to get Kyrie Irving onto the Lakers next year. Yes, he wants to reunite with his old former Cavs teammate, Kyrie Irving. As we know, Kyrie Irving has had problems in the past on staying on teams, being a drama queen, you know, and I think it's going to happen again. He's he's wanted to team up with LeBron now for the last couple of years. He's eventually going to end up with the Lakers. He's on the Dallas Mavericks right now, but He's eventually going to Lakers, and I think that's what LeBron's telling Laker management and the buses, uh, the owners of the Lakers, that they need to get some talent around him or I could, I, I can retire. I'm at that age now. I have plenty of money. I've done everything in my career. Obviously, I got the scoring record, most points in NBA history. So now I'm like, what else do I need to accomplish? I'm here to win championships, and if I can't win championships, then I, I'm going to retire. There's nothing for let. Nothing left for me to accomplish in this game but win chips. So I think he's – I don't think he's going to retire. I hope not because that will be just my whole childhood down the drain. Curry is next, Kawhi Leonard, blah, 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 you know, all those players, great players, Paul George. Um, Westbrook's even getting up there in age now. So hopefully he doesn't retire. I want to see the king rule the land a couple more years, and I honestly I don't think he is. I think this is just a scare tactic to tell the Lakers, hey, Go get me Kyrie Irving, or I don't see myself playing here next year. So we'll see what happens with that. It's going to be a wild offseason for sure. But like I said, congrats to the Nuggets for making the finals. I'm rooting for them. We'll hopefully see what who they play tonight, which I think it probably will be eventually Heat. But we'll see what happens with that. On to other NBA news, though. The NBA draft lottery 
just happened uh, about a week ago now. And uh, the San Antonio Spurs have now ended up with the number one pick in this year's NBA draft. Obviously, the big name coming out of this draft is seven foot four center Victor Wembanyama out of France. He is considered a generational talent like LeBron, like Michael Jordan. And it's going to be a crazy ride. The, the Spurs bounce back from their horrible years the last couple of years. They're definitely trying to build the championship winning team like they did past years. Of course, Greg Popovich is getting up in age, but it looks like he's still on the ride to go coach. So that'll be a great pairing if they do draft Victor Weminyama with the number one overall pick. The Spurs are looking to rebuild. And what I like Victor Weminyama, but what worries me about this kid, man, there's some highlights of him getting pushed around by, you know, non-NBA talent and easily scoring. The kid's a little bit skinny. Uh, I mean, he's tall and lanky. He's kind of skinny. But um, I think that shouldn't say anything because, of course, Kevin Durant was skinny when he came out of college and in the NBA. Giannis Antetokounmpo was really skinny when he went into the NBA draft. So I think as long as he bulks up towards his NBA, towards his NBA career, if he can bulk up a little bit and gain a little more muscle, I think that shouldn't really be an issue. But if he does stay skinny, of course, you worry about with those big, long guys, about injury concerns, about, I mean, anything, just getting pushed around. Not, I mean, the NBA is grown men. It's the best players in the world. This ain't college guys. This ain't non-NBA talent. I mean, this is the best players in the world that are grown men, that are huge, that are buff, that are strong, that will push you around and break you physically and mentally in this game. So Victor Weminyaba, I think. My only concern with him is his weight. As long as he gains some weight, I think he'll be a great NBA player. Not sure if he'll be what this generational player uh, accolade or perspective he's been given. So we'll see. He's got to prove that first, just like LeBron did, just like Michael Jordan did. You got to go in there and prove that you're a generational talent. Go in there the first day, work your ass off, and and get to it, you know. So, But it'll be a great pairing for the San Antonio Spurs. Um, and then the next couple picks uh, are good players in the NBA draft, like Scoot Henderson. This dude's a freaking tank of a man. I mean, this guy is a point guard, and he's built like LeBron James. I mean, he's buff, he's big, he's freaking lean, got the size, a freakish athlete when he dunks. I mean, it's like a LeBron James mixed with a John Morant. So it's going to be a crazy draft. I, I – Still think the Blazers, um, they're number three, and then the Hornets got the number two pick. So I think the Hornets are probably going to go with Scoot Henderson, possibly. But they could also go with Brandon Miller out of Alabama. He's a shifty point guard, a speedy point guard. So we'll see what they do with that second pick. But I've also heard that the Trail Blazers might trade their third pick to get some current talent now to help out Damian Lillard because, of course, the Trailblazers have been in the past to not spend and not build around Damian Lillard and give him a championship winning team. He's been loyal to the franchise ever since he got drafted there. He says he wants to stay in Portland. He says he wants to win a championship in Portland. But of course, if you're not going to keep building a team around me, or if you're not going to try to keep it, build a team around me, then eventually he might leave. So, and I don't blame him, man. You, you got to know, man, that, 
if you, if you're not going to give me talent, why should I stay and waste my career when I'm a Hall of Fame player already? So uh, I've heard that's what the Trailblazers are probably going to do. They're probably going to trade for some current talent, and I could see Le- I could see Anthony Davis ending up on the Trailblazers in a massive trade with the Lakers. You could see that happening in this offseason. Um, who knows who else they might target, but they definitely are going to use that third pick to entice some teams to get a current all-star player. Also watch out for Chicago Bulls. They might trade for Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan because the Bulls are worth noting and have said that they are kind of giving up on their top players, their top big three, and they think they need to real do another rebuild mode and figure things out. So you could see DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine on the move this offseason. That could be potential options for Damian Lillard in the future this offseason for trade bait. So we'll see what happens there. All right, now moving on to other basketball news, we head to the college basketball world where I have a couple things to talk about, not for very long, but uh, we're going to head to St. John's University as Rick Pitino, their new head coach, has just landed a couple top prospects for the St. John's, or I mean, yeah, St. John's team for this upcoming college season. Um, One of the players is a top prospect and a top scorer. His name is Jordan Dingle from Penn, who entered the transfer portal this offseason and has verbally committed to the St. John's University. So a big splash for Rick Pitino in that area of work. And then also landing one of the top Europe players in Europe for the St. John's team. His name is Lefteris Leotopoulos. I think that's how you say it. I'm not sure, honestly. But he, he's from Greece, uh, one of the top players in Europe and one of the top players in the recruiting class. So a couple great players for Rick Pitino. As you knew, as you know, Rick Pitino has now just become the head coach for St. John's. Um, he was only been on the squad for about two months now. Of course, Rick Pitino in the past has been a great coach for the University of Louisville. Um, led Louisville to a lot of Final Fours. Ended up winning a championship, an NCAA championship back in 2013 beating the Michigan Wolverines in Trey Burke. Uh, That was a great game. I remember watching that game. Um, But anyways, Rick Pitino is a great coach. He's going to be a great asset for the St. John's team. And he's already making some dangerous moves that will be beneficial to the St. John's basketball team. So watch out for St. John's this year because they just landed two of the best players in the transfer portal and the college level currently. But going back, speaking of Michigan, the Michigan Wolverines, not so great for them going on right now. There's, they A uh, couple weeks ago, they just landed one of the top NBA prospects here in the next couple years um, in Caleb Love from North Carolina. Uh, he verbally committed to the University of Michigan, but eventually now is having trouble transferring to the University of Michigan due to admission issues. uh, It's according to that Caleb Love has decommitted from Michigan for not having enough credits to transfer in. And it is a painful option for the Michigan Wolverines 
as they just lost their top center this past year in the transfer portal. Hunter Dickinson, um, he left and transferred to the Kansas Jayhawks, so he now plays for Kansas. So instead of losing a star and landing a star, they now have lost both stars. I mean, they could potentially go after Caleb Love again um, if he does get his credits and all that other school stuff in check. But losing Caleb Love is a huge blow to an already beat-up Michigan offense um, and Jawan Howard's uh, team and offensive scheme. So Michigan's having a heck of a time for sure this offseason, trying to recruit and trying to get players to join their team. So we'll see what happens with the Michigan Wolverines. But it's looking good for St. John's, and it's looking terrible for Michigan. And it looks like the Rick Pitino curse is still following the Michigan Wolverines around because he's he's prospering, and they're falling apart, of course. So we'll see what happens there. That's just a little bit of news from the college basketball world. Obviously, the NBA draft is coming up here in about a month. So a lot of players are going to be committing to the draft. We'll see a lot more moves in the – transfer portal and this offseason of what college teams are going to do depending on if they team their players commit to the nba draft and we'll see what happens with all that but all right moving on from the basketball world we are moving on to now the golf world and this is the first podcast i've talked about golf a little bit which not too much news i'm going to project on this but we like i said this podcast hits everything i like touching on different topics, different sports. So obviously we're moving into a little bit more areas to gain a little bit more traction for the fans and get them up to their sports knowledge or general knowledge in general, you know, all that stuff. But anyways, we're moving to the golf world as now Brooks Kopeka, he is a professional golfer. He is one of the best in the world. Um, He just won his 2023 PGA championship, his third one matter of fact so the pga championship is like winning the super bowl pretty much it is the biggest the besides the masters it is one of the biggest golfing events in the world and of the year and he's won three of those so he's like already on his patrick mahomes crap like in in the golf world so three three pga championship wins of course he wins this year great he's he's on the way his track to the hall of fame of course also to add, he's won his fifth major title with this championship win as well. So the dude's on to a Hall of Fame career, one of the best golfers around. I'm happy for him. One of the best around. It's going to be one of the best continuing around for as long as he plays. Who knows? But Brooks Kopeka wins his third PGA championship this last week and his fifth major title. So congrats to Brooks Kopeka, And we'll see what he does with the rest of his career here. All right, now we are moving on to our last topic of this podcast. Of course, we move on to the NFL like we always do most of the times. But in the NFL, it has been a sad week as one of the best players in NFL history. His name is Jim Brown. He was a running back for the Cleveland Browns back in the 60s, 70s. I can't remember what years he really played. But he is a Hall of Famer for the Cleveland Browns, a Hall of Fame player. Sadly, unfortunately, he passed away this week at the age of 87. And if you knew Jim Brown, Jim Brown was a highly respected running back. 
and considered one of the best running backs ever and one of the greatest football players in general ever. Um, he was a great player on and off the field, great person. Um, even after being 60 years retired, he was still one of the most respected players in the league. Um, if you are a fan or even play in the NFL, you know who Jim Brown was. You always respected him. Players respected him. Everybody know who he was. Of course, the Cleveland Brown faithful knows who he is. One of the best players to ever put on a Browns helmet. Um, but Jim Brown cemented himself as one of the greatest football players in history, earning three MVP awards over his nine career season or his nine seasons season career and cementing himself as one of the most efficient running backs ever to play the game. Um, he spent his entire career with the Browns after getting drafted six overall out of Syracuse in 1957 and then leading the league in rushing in eight of his nine seasons, totaling 12,312 yards and 106 touchdowns while averaging an amicable 5.2 yards per carry across his career. So obviously the stats speak for themselves. One of the greatest running backs ever, if not the best, or definitely top three behind Walter Payton. You could argue uh, Jim Brown, Barry Sanders, LaDainian Tomlinson. I mean, it goes on, but he's definitely in that conversation. So, And then Jim Brown also had an interesting career after his playing career as he did play in – uh, he was an actor and played in many movies and shows and stuff, which also kind of led to him retiring as he was a making a film his last year in Italy in the offseason. Something happened with his travel. He couldn't get back to NFL training camp. They said they were going to find him or on the likes of that or cut him, whatever. And he pretty much just said, all right, if you're going to do that, I retire. I quit. And. That was pretty much the end of Jim Brown's career. Um, pretty wild way to end his career. And then also he was one of the greatest players in human, or I mean greatest people in human history as he was a big civil rights activist um, during those times. Um, he always did things in the community for the greater good, for the greater good of the, of the human race, obviously equality and all that stuff that was happening back then. He was a big figure in that and respect to him for doing that and respect to him being a great person on the field and off the field and even after his career. So, of course, we lose a legend this week, but Jim Brown, if you don't know who he is, you know who he is now. One of the greatest players ever to put on a football helmet. He will be missed dearly, so... All right, in other NFL news, speaking of the Cleveland Browns again, the Cleveland Browns have acquired uh, Zadarius Smith, linebacker from the Minnesota Vikings, one of the great players in our leagues. He's kind of considered an outside linebacker slash defensive end, uh, but this is a great addition for the Cleveland Browns as it pairs him, and, him up with Miles Garrett, who is also a dangerous threat on the defensive line one of the best players in the league one of the best sack artists in the league so that's going to be a dangerous front end for the cleveland browns this off this year uh, especially on the edge they're going to be going after quarterbacks like crazy uh, i could see cleveland leading the league in sacks this year or 
pass rush QB or QB pass rushes. So great pickup for the Cleveland Browns. And they only gave up two late round picks in which I believe there were like two fifth round picks or something like that. But they got an absolute steal from the Minnesota Vikings. Zadarius Smith is a dog. He's a beast of a player. He's going to be a great addition to the Cleveland Browns and that defense and also to pair with Miles Garrett on that defensive line. Of course, the Cleveland Browns have beefed up their defense a little bit this year, so that's another dangerous addition to their to their already good team. So let's hope that they can uh, put it together on offense. We'll see what Deshaun Watson can do this offseason um, or do this year as they got some great weapons on the offensive side now. Now that they have Nick Chubb, Deshaun Watson, uh, of course, Amari Cooper, and then they also acquired Elijah Moore from the Jets, a wide receiver. He's really good. So the Cleveland Browns are looking like a good team this year, so watch out for them in the AFC. And then on other notes, um, Matt Ryan, quarterback Matt Ryan, he just played on the Colts this past year, and he is now joining the CBS. Uh, he's joining CBS uh, as an NFL analyst. Um, this year but he says he's not retired and he says he isn't retired he's going to play if he ever gets a call back from one of these teams but for now he's going to be an NFL analysis on CBS network and I I think he speaks pretty well I think he's going to do really well it gives them personality it gives the network uh, some knowledge some football knowledge a player that has been there has experienced the life of an NFL player and then of course a quarterback so he's going to give out all that quarterback knowledge that he knows give his insight on highlights and what he thinks is best for what teams quarterback wise or whatever. So it's a great addition for the CBS network to have Matt Ryan as uh, an NFL analysis. But like I said, he is not retired. He can abruptly leave if he wants to, if he gets a phone call from a team needing a quarterback here in the later, later half of the season. So we'll see what happens there, but great addition for CBS. And I'm, I'm glad Matt Ryan's, uh, trying different things as his career is also kind of coming to a close. He's getting up there in age and we'll see what happens, what he does post career, but this is a great start for him as well as the CBS network. So, and then also to end this topic of the NFL, my Denver Broncos have now just released today, their kicker, Brandon McManus, um, he is the last remaining member of our Super Bowl 50 winning team. So none of the players that were on our Super Bowl 50 winning team are on the team anymore. It is a completely new team. Sean Payton is moving in a new direction. He is building his new team around Russell Wilson. And hopefully we can turn it around this year and 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 have a good year. Because missing the playoffs since we won the Super Bowl ain't it, bro. Seven years, bro, that ain't it. Sean Payton's going to come in here and turn things around, and he's made a start by make, making some cap space over the last couple weeks, So, and then cutting Brandon McManus, our great kicker today. I'm a little upset about it, but I could see why they kind of got rid of him. He was kind of a little bit inconsistent over the last couple years. I mean, he'd had kicks that he drilled from a mile right down the middle, and then he'd try to kick 30-yarders, and he'd shank them left and right. It's like, bro... You can't be doing it. You can't be making 50 yarders and then shanking chip shots of 30 yard kicks, you know? So they are looking for a new kicker. One name that has came up is a uh, former Cowboys kicker, Brett Maurer. 
Um, of course, though, we know about Brett Maurer in this past playoffs as he missed five kicks in one game in the playoffs, not just a regular season game, but in the playoff game, which almost cost them losing that game, but eventually they won that game. Um, but that's an option I heard the Broncos are looking at, but they will also be looking at other options. They are not in a rush to find a kicker anytime soon, but our long a long-awaited kicker who spent nine seasons with us, um, Brandon McManus, has now just be re- been released today by the Denver Broncos. All right, we are now moving to the conclusion of this podcast. Of course, I want to give you guys the fun fact of the day before I head on out and end this podcast. Again, thank you for sticking around, whether it be one minute or this whole podcast. I appreciate all the listens. I appreciate your guys' following. I appreciate the support. And like I said before, if you are enjoying The Scarb Show, please like, please subscribe, please tell your friends and family about my show. I would be a huge help as I love to gain more listeners as always. But thank you guys again, always, and I appreciate it and I love doing this. But anyways, moving on to our fun fact of the day before we conclude this podcast. The fun fact of the day for May 23rd, 2023 is the tallest man ever recorded was an American giant named Robert Wadlow. He who he stood at an, an enormous 8 feet 11 inches um, in 1918 to 1940. Uh, this dude, 8 feet and 11 inches. Can you, can you imagine how tall that is? Like, just think, dude, there's NBA players that are 7 feet tall that are just absolutely humongous of people. And he's a foot and almost 2 feet taller than that. He's almost 9 feet. He's literally the size of a grizzly bear on its hind legs. Like, that, that's scary, bro. Like, that's just crazy, bro. How could you be 8 feet, 11 inches? Like, what makes you grow that big? Like, we all we all thought Yao Ming in the NBA was a giant. And that dude was massive. The tallest, tallest play, dude ever in China. And he was humongous. I mean, you, you wouldn't think somebody would be able to grow bigger than that. And, of course, you have NBA players like... Tackle Fall, who stands at a whopping seven feet five inches. Of course, top prospect Victor Weminyama, seven feet four inches. He's another almost two feet bigger than them. So that is crazy. That is wild. But that is the tallest man ever in history at eight feet and eleven inches. So I hope you guys enjoyed that fun fact of the day, giving you a little bit more knowledge as we always do on this podcast. But wow, that's 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 crazy. That's immaculate. But yeah, so thank you very much for sticking around. Have a good week, everybody. I will see you guys soon. This has been The Scarb Show. This is your host, Andrew Scarborough, and we will see you guys next week. Peace out, baby.